as a young girl. I was often put down for how I looked and insulted, you know, as a teenager even, it, it kind of got worse where I had, you know, a boyfriend insulting me that my thighs were like his sisters, like clearly a judgment. And I, you know, so many judgments come through from other people and imprints of what our beauty is supposed to look like. And that knocks you, right? And oftentimes I've come to learn it's intentionally to knock you. Right. When someone is threatened or doesn't feel good about themselves, hurt people do hurt people. Welcome to another episode of the Ageless Conversations podcast. I'm Tamika from TamikaMcTeer.com. If you are new to the podcast, here's what you need to know. We are a community that believes that there is no age that defines the life of every woman. So every week you'll hear a conversation that I know will inspire you to change your mindset, gain confidence, and live a lifestyle thriving, not determined by age. Joining us today on the podcast, we have Lisa Eddy. Lisa is an Amazon best-selling author of Find Your Voice, Save Your Life, Volume 2, and she's an award-winning esthetician who has been a leader, an educator, and mentor in the beauty industry for the past 25 years. She's the creator of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast, Lisa Eddy Skin Food, her unique blend of raw and organic cream oils, and her Sacred Beauty Method Mentorship. She helps establish women leaders de-age from the stressful lives they live and regain confidence in themselves that they can become the magnetic face of their business. When Lisa isn't making the world more beautiful, literally, she can likely be found dancing, painting, meditating in her infrared sauna and basking in the sun as much as possible. Lisa, welcome to the Ageless Conversations podcast. I'm excited to have you here as a guest today. I am so happy to be with you here today, Tamika. Thank you for having me. Of course. And so before I kick off our conversation and the listeners get to learn just a little bit more about you, Lisa, I'd love for you to share with them something that they did, they would never know by just looking at you, something that wasn't shared in your bio, just a fun fact. Mm, okay. So my personal dream job, fantasy job that I still foresee, hope, wish for <laughs> come true one day is to be a professional dancer. <laughs> what kind of dancing though? Okay. So I grew up tap dancing. I transitioned a little bit and landed on samba, like the footwork and the hip work. I love Latin style dance. And I've been dabbling a little bit with Brazilian Latin dance. And I'm really into salsa as well. So the partner dance is all new for me. But I love it. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Sis, maybe that'll come true for you one day. <laughs> right. Since we don't believe in aging in the typical way. That's right? right. That's right. That's right. And so before we get into, you know, just more about your story, I'd love for you to take us back. When you think about little girl Lisa and beauty and how you thought of yourself, what's some of the first memories that come to mind for you? Mm, so interesting. Beauty. My grandmother, my grandmother was beautiful and she was so polished and she always had these beautiful nails. And so I love to nestle on her lap and her cozy fur, you know, <laughs> and, and just admired. I just was always struck by it. I am definitely into aesthetics. I love looking at beauty, creating beauty. So that's one of the first memories that comes to mind. And I feel like I kind of remember getting mixed messages even as a child about beauty. Like mm -hmm. I would be told, you're so beautiful. And I got a lot of attention for it. And even at a young age, I also remember feeling uncomfortable by it. Like older men looking at me or like, you know, yeah, just kind of, and, and also, you know, that went on to then, you know, sometimes women getting jealous. So beauties can be such a heated 
a heated topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how you shared that, that you were, you felt like even as a child, you probably were getting mixed messages and just like really not knowing how to receive them. And one, in one vein, it's like, oh, I'm getting the compliment. And in another, it's like, it could be obsessive or it's like, okay, why are these men saying these things to me? And it sounds like maybe it could have created some type of uncomfortability for you. You just, another memory just dropped in. So I'm going to share it if that's okay. Sure. I remember being in elementary school and like getting kicked out of the girls club for like being attractive. They were like, oh, you know, boys just like you because you have boobs or whatever. Like I had developed young and I was, you know, more advanced looking for my age at 12. Sure. All of my friends broke up with me because of the way that I looked. That just hit me. Wow. Wow. And, and what's so funny even about um, you sharing that piece of your story is that little girls today still have to deal with those same type of, I'm going to call them jealousies that come from other females for a lack of their insecurities, basically. And then even as women, you know, trying to build relationships with other women, sometimes not knowing that could be a reason for a friendship not flourishing in the way that maybe someone expected it or wanted it to. Because there's a silent jealousy that another female may hold of you and you're just totally unaware of it. 100%. Yeah. And so then you found yourself growing up and as a teenager and then somewhere along the lines as an adult, you found a love for the beauty industry. Can you tell me how you got there? (laughs) Yeah, again, I have a silly memory that's making me chuckle. So again, even at a really young girl, loving beauty, I swear to God, I've done this in many lifetimes. I'm definitely a medicine woman. It was in beauty and wellness back in the day. So I'm thinking of me getting these over-the-counter facials, probably again around age 12, like 11, 12, 13. I was doing all the things I could do, doing the exfoliations and the masks. I just loved it. And in high school, (laughs) I was definitely into the whole primal grooming thing and would pick my high school boyfriends back. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) And so when my dear friends and sisters realized I was getting into skincare school, they were like, oh my God, this is perfect for you. (laughs) Okay. And then so going to skincare, what is it that you learned more specifically about when it comes to like healthiness of skin, that it was more than just a beauty or something that's outwardly, but something bigger? What'd you discover there? Yeah. You know, skincare school is kind of like any other area or sector that we get licensed in where we often sadly study for the state board. We study to pass the exam, but the real world is very different. This happens in real estate or in insurance, like many different areas, because I have a few different licenses I've held in my past and I've noticed the same thing. So it left a lot to be desired is my point. And it wasn't super real world. Um, I did learn you know, we studied how to do facials and waxing and makeup, you know, which was really fun. And I hesitated because I didn't really learn much in skincare school. It taught me to keep seeking. I'm definitely a seeker. I love learning and studying and I have taken endless classes. What I will say about what you just spoke to about the beauty piece is working really close with people And having this often woman's face in my hands or doing makeup on someone, I just was always blown away how I would notice such a unique beauty with everyone. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh my God, look at this woman's eyes or you have the most fabulous lips or look at that little dimple. And, and mm-hmm. it was kind of fun to, you know, accentuate the beauty that we each uniquely hold doing mm-hmm. and dabbling with makeup a little bit. Yeah. And how, what, what would you say? How did most of the women feel when they were coming in for most people coming in because it was a self-care act or would you say you heard a lot of stories of insecurities and covering flaws and things of that nature? Yes. And of course, this has super shifted the last, I've been doing this for 25 years and working in the beauty industry. So when I first started and of course at school and different levels, there was a lot of people coming in for acne and that's like a social disease. You know, people are so embarrassed about the way they look and hiding their face. And there's so much misinformation out there and wrong products that makes it worse. So it was also been really stressful for people that were dealing with some stuff like acne and it wasn't a self-care thing that it is today. You know, mm-hmm. wellness wasn't the staple that it is today. You know, yeah. that shifted even the five years. I mean, even in the last couple of years with the shutdown, how we really realized how important self-care is, you know, so that's really evolved. It was more about wanting to fix flaws, mm-hmm. like, oh, wrinkles or acne, or I don't like the way this looks, I want to get rid of this hair, or can you help me cover this up with makeup? So yeah, it's really shifted, thank goodness. Yeah, I do. I do see more and more people talking about it. And you definitely can see that there's definitely been a shift as it relates to more self-care and people taking care of themselves and things of that nature. What is it about um, skincare, food, and how you would all say those two gel with one another and maybe something that just the industry just isn't aware of, of how the two play a role with one another. Mm, it's such a good question, Tamika, <laughs> because we are often unaware and we're not really taught to make these connections. We have these beauty vendors with mad marketing dollars playing on our emotions and giving us products that don't typically work. And we're only looking at the outside. And again, beauty really is an inside job. Primarily is what I teach for multiple reasons. And there really is that old age adage, you are what you eat. Our skin by design is a purging organ. So I, one of my jokes is that shit will come out your skin. Yeah. So whatever, <laughs> whatever is not coming out your pee, your poo, or your sweat is coming out through your skin in the form of acne, rashes, irritation, flakiness, because your body is so brilliant. It's trying to move out what is not good for it, what is not healthy. And your body is also trying to communicate with you. And so we have to learn to listen and decode it. So that was where it got really fun for me. After That's I- what I want you to dive more into. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah, it got really fun for me when I started to put this together because when I first started again, 25 years ago, we didn't have holistic products that work. So it's like, I, I love that idea. I love the, the cleanliness, the essences of essential oils, but was it changing the skin? No. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had to use more extreme acids and I actually worked with a lot of ethnic skin. I worked with a lot of black skin, a lot of Asian skin. It's like thicker skin and the acne and these irritations and discoloring and you know, as I started to really work with people, I could start to identify looking at their skin, 
when somebody was devitalized, that they weren't getting nutrients in because your skin can show when somebody's really hydrated, Mm -hmm, there's a mm -hmm. plumpness in the skin. When somebody is eating really well, it's the integrity of the skin is different. There's an inner glow that radiates outward. So I started building my intuitive skills by, you know, really like listening, feeling my fingers almost got intuitive, like what's going on here. And I started delving into what are you eating? How much water are you drinking? And really got inquisitive and just studied and studied and studied. I I should, quote unquote, I don't really like to should myself, have a license or certification in nutrition because I'm passionate about it. I'm good at it. And it's a huge part of what I do. But there's so many other certificates I went for. But we're starting to see that too. And so as technology has evolved, we're getting better at understanding the body. Wellness has become a mainstay and we're mm-hmm. starting estheticians were at the forefront of, 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 you know, helping people look beautiful, right. And feel beautiful. It almost had to be our job to incorporate it, you know, cause people were getting on birth control and these different things. And this still happens, but mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to treat it in the inside in a way that's not healthy or nutritionist by shutting off our natural body functions. And you know what? Your body is like a credit card. So you have to pay the charges someday. <laughs> <laughs> There's that humor we were talking about before we started recording. <laughs> I know. It's like one of the things we connect on, right? <laughs> that's, that's funny. So I love that. And I love how you talked about beauty being an inside job. It's something that starts in the inside. So in addition to some of the foods that we take into our body, and you, like you said, that is going to come out in more ways than one if you know you're not taking in the the food isn't the proper intake what else did you what else would you say plays a role into that as it relates to our mental health our emotions spirituality and things of those along those lines yes that good question thank you again for asking the that's what i created the sacred beauty lifestyle so you know i have a podcast the sacred beauty lifestyle and i what i help people do in my work and i work with a lot of clients to helping them own it's it's, it's physical yes but it's really it's emotional what i didn't say earlier about our body is it actually stores emotions that's how our body communicates with us right and so when we're not handling releasing owning acknowledging the emotions those also manifest in dis-ease which yeah it could be a rash it could be stomach issues which then will come out your body right so we've got physical emotional mental when we're not feeling good in our head we don't come across as our most beautiful radiant version of ourself Mm -hmm. because what you stand for and what I love is about confidence like it's really it's that confidence piece that's where the sacred being lifestyle is about owning your true power and beauty both inside and out right so when you're really confident you're owning who you are inside your heart your worth your self-love right so then we also have, so we've got physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Yeah. And our spiritual, our connection to our infinite wisdom, to source, to God, or whatever you want to call it, it's all the same thing. <laughs> you know, to the to your infinite wisdom and knowledge, your knowing, your connection to, to all beings, to plants, to animal kingdom, like to really feeling your purpose and your presence and anchoring all of this into our physical bodies yeah and we have that balance and we radiate that through our skin that's unstoppable unstoppable huh would you say that you experienced a season or a time where your confidence was not the strongest of where it is today that you had to go on that own personal journey for yourself oh 
100%. I mean, isn't that the way <laughs> we go through something and then you're like, all right, let me help you out. Cause I already worked that out. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what did that actually look like for you? You know, as a young girl, I kind of started to mention earlier how I was often put down for how I looked mm-hmm. and insulted, you know, as a teenager, even it, it kind of got worse where I had, you know, a boyfriend insulting me that my thighs were like his sisters, like clearly a judgment. And I, you know, so many judgments come through from other people and imprints of what our beauty is supposed to look like. And that knocks you. Right. And oftentimes I've come to learn it's intentionally to knock you right. when someone is threatened or doesn't feel good about themselves. Hurt people do hurt people. The good thing is, is that healed people heal people as well. Well, <laughs> to, to bring that full circle. That's why it's so important to do healing. And so there were many, many times like that. It got really bad in high school where you know, I was like freshman princess. I, you know, I got best body, best like model material, all these different you know things for how we looked. We're judging people again, right? And I paid for it. I had at one point my locker broken into, my clothes were stolen out of my locker and in there. And this is so creepy and terrifying for a young girl. There was a picture of me I was probably 16 or 17, drawn, like this woman or girl who at the time who drew it had beautiful skills. So it looked like me. Mm-hmm. And there was a knife in the middle of the face with blood drops dripping down the face. Ooh. That was left in my locker. Like I was constantly sort of... That's evil. It's evil. I, you know, I had so many things like that happen and, and, you know, culminating. And again, I had come from, I had come from an emotionally abusive family from domestic violence. And so sometimes, you know, we, we carry, when we carry that wound with us, other people like are poking on it. They feel it. They sense it because we're all energy. Mm-hmm. And so that's how they say predators sometimes can like find mm-hmm. somebody that they can control or dominate or hurt or whatever, right? It's like that. We all have this energy. And so I had to finally hit rock bottom with that and, uh, you know, get the help that I needed to really do. That's where my spiritual journey really came in, you know? And what did that look like for you, the spiritual journey? Yeah. So (laughs) I went to Bali, you know, I answered the call to Peru and I studied with, you know, an Incan mentor teacher. And one of the things that he really worked with me on is because he knew I worked with women and helping women. And the most important thing you could do is help people go inside. And he helped me really go inside. Meditation is a medication. Like it really is one of the best things we can do for ourselves on multiple levels, but really making peace with us inside and having to realize that, that, you know, who you really are, when you can come back to getting rid of all those imprints Mm -hmm. that other people put on you, when you are a light, women deal with this a lot. We're judged for our beauty. We're judged. If someone thinks we're not beautiful, we're judged for our way, the way we dress, whether it's other women or men, there's just so much judgment out there, especially more for women though. Everyone deals with it. And especially with social media. So then we sometimes, you know, we believe it, especially if it comes from family or we're young and we have these experiences. So we take this imprint on of like, Oh, I must not look good enough or, Oh, my whatever's whacked about Mm me. Right. (laughs) And so, and so really coming into knowing who I truly am and we are so much more than our physical body. Yeah. Do you have a daily practice that you follow? So many, (laughs) I've got so many. Yeah. And meditation is a non-negotiable 
on a daily basis. I work out almost daily, most days as well. Yeah. You know, the level of water I take in, you know, self-care at an optimal level, like whether it's the sauna, I have an infrared sauna at home, taking baths, like Epsom salt baths. I know not everyone has a sauna at home. I got very lucky in the way that I scored that. <laughs> uh yeah. I'd love, love to go back a little earlier in the conversation, not long ago, you were talking about energy and frequencies. And so I know that you say that beauty is a frequency. I'd love for you to talk more about that. Yeah, thank you for bringing that in. That's what I sort of came to with the sacred beauty lifestyle is like so many women, self-included, you know, don't really know their true value or their worth. And so, you know, working on that, what I came to realize and seeing so many beautiful, powerful women came to me who didn't really have that confidence, you know, it was about the self-love piece. I started realizing like how love is a frequency. Okay. So if you're familiar, here's a great way to kind of give you an overview. If you're familiar, if you're, if you listening are familiar with Dr. Emoto's work, he wrote a book called messages in water, a Japanese doctor. He probably passed away. I could be wrong. Maybe in October of 2017 or something is coming to mind. We lost him. Beautiful man, beautiful work. If we are mostly made up of water, if you take pictures of water after you've said beauty, love, joy, gratitude being one of the highest, gratitude and love, the water makes beautiful crystal shapes. Whereas when you say the opposite, ugly, angry, dark, hate, the water makes murky, ugly, like incomplete, not beautiful portraits. Mm. And we being you know, made up of what, 75% water, I'm just going to guess, you know, there's different degrees people think. And so it came to me that looking at these different crystals, it's okay. So beauty is a frequency, just like love is a frequency that we can rise into, right? Just like when you look at the most beautiful peaks of art and it just elevates you, right? Beauty brings, it up levels you, it raises your vibe. So when you can really own all of who you truly are through your skin, your heart, your soul, you're radiating that pixel out of you as an elevated frequency. Was that a good explanation? Yeah, that's fine. What is some, what are some non-negotiables you say, Lisa, for women as it relates to skincare? Non-negotiable. Oh my God. You can't go to bed with your makeup on a like the wipes don't wipes are not washing your face. Splashing water is not washing your face. And I don't want to hear that somebody told you that you don't need to wash in the morning because you were just sleeping. There's drool, there's sweat, there's dirty hair, and hopefully there's making out in that. <laughs> <laughs> so your face is dirty when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> Work out on your face. No, let me stop. <laughs> so, right, but like, you're, you really like washing your face. And again, this is a sacred practice, right? Like really taking time to touch your skin and give that time to you, whether it's in the evening, you know, again, I was a busy working mom. I'm not that I'm not still, but I mean, at the time, like I understand when children are younger, it's more demanding. And that can be a barrier sometimes for women taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Something Like I can't, I assure you that you can carve out three to five minutes to do your regimen and to breathe and you will actually be a better version of yourself when you return. Right? Yeah. 
Because when you're taking care of yourself and you're loving on yourself and you're filling up your own cup, you're putting on that mask first, you've got more to give. So it could be a great multitasking to think of your skincare regimen in that way. Love it. Your book, Find Your Voice, Save Your Life. Talk to us Mm. more about that, how you came up with the title. You know what? That is actually a book, a collective book of a bunch of women telling our stories. So I didn't write that title. I got invited into it. Okay. And I was absolutely thrilled to do it because Find Your Voice, Save Your Life. I actually tell my story on domestic violence in there, the little girl who couldn't and the woman who did Mm. my story. So it actually felt like such a great fit. I love that. I love that. How do you continue to find your voice today while you may have felt like it was silence as a little girl? What is it that you do to continue to find your voice today as adult Lisa Mm -hmm. and not let little girl Lisa take back over? That is so good. I am a truth speaker and seeker. So it's, I definitely, my voice was squashed when I was young. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm standing up for my mother against my father who was hitting her. And I did speak up and I definitely lost my voice at that time. So my cycle back to it, I'll just tell you so you understand, was through a boyfriend who actually got violent with me and I didn't hesitate and waste any time. I called the police. He went to jail. Like it was, I was like, no, I'm not, you need to go. Me and you are done. So that is actually what inspired me to come back to all of who I truly am in all the ways, like the deeper spiritual work, the really finding my voice. And honestly, it's all of the practices that I do every single day of being in alignment, remembering who I really am. Yeah. Like the way I lit a candle and said a prayer of calling in our ancestors of light as we got on the podcast, like staying connected to truth to be able to speak your truth. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Lisa, before I let you go, I I like to call this round, like my final four. So I'll just ask you four short questions and you just respond with the first thing that comes to mind. There is no right or wrong answer to these questions. Okay. The first one is describe age in four words or less. Age is collecting light and wisdom. (laughs) All right. And this one is a fill in the blank for you. My name is, and age has taught me. My name is Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) That's my legal name. (laughs) I do call myself a queen. I'm the queen of self-care. My name is Queen Lisa. And age has taught me that there is nothing more important than I be my authentic, radiant, beautiful self and all of who I really am because that inspires other people around you. When I'm the best version of me, that inspires other people to go, oh, look, I can do it too. Love it. Are you asked for permission or asked for forgiveness? Mm. You know, this is kind of circumstantial because sometimes this this bugs me, the permission or forgiveness. You know, like I've had people say where it's inconsiderate, like I'm not going to be inconsiderate about it. You know, like there's some kind of a-hole move that people do. And then they're like, <laughs> I'll just ask for permission later. And I was like, that's messed up. So it depends. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's something that would inter- affect other people, I'm going to ask for permission. But for my life, no. That's one of the things I've gotten with growing wiser. I don't even call it aging. I call it growing wiser is yeah. that, yeah, I am no longer asking for acceptance or permission to be who I really am. 
Okay. And are you comfortable silences or nonstop conversation? I clearly love to talk. We're podcasters. So I, I like <laughs> to talk. And, you know, I am also, I can be quiet and I can go inside. I can have the balance there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You did not tell the listeners about your podcast, though. So if you don't mind, go ahead and just tell them a little bit about, you know, your podcast. Yes. So I am a podcast host of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle, and it's all the things that it entails to live beautifully, naturally, to age with confidence and with grace and to, you know, own who you really are. And it's often some of the things that you wouldn't expect are the things that really help you age beautifully, naturally. It's the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual that part. <laughs> Lisa, what final words do you have for our listeners and tell them where they can connect with you after this podcast? Mm. You are meant to shine just like children do, like Marianne Williamson says. So the time is now for women more than ever. It's more important than ever before for us to really speak our truth and shine our light. The world needs your light. And I can be found mostly on Instagram at I am Lisa Eddy. Being funny on Instagram in her stories. <laughs> and not everyone gets it. I'm super glad you did. And you know, I have a gift for your listeners as well. If you want to drop that in the show notes for them. Sure. The seven secrets to radiant skin. All right. I'll make sure I add that to the show notes. Lisa, thank you so much for being a guest here today. Thank you. It was a blast to hang out with you. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing, Tamika. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ageless Conversations podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. Your review really does help others find out about the podcast. As always, you can head over to my website now at TamikaMixier.com to sign up for my email list, as well as check out the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Talk to you all next week.